Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips, and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Today's guest is a two-times world record-holding hypnotist. He's a speaker, trainer, and an author. He holds many certifications such as Master Practitioner and NLP, a Master Hypnosis Trainer, across so many more. Before embarking on his journey into hypnosis... He was actually a martial arts instructor and children's Japanese jiu-jitsu coach as well as a correctional officer and due to this, he gained the skills and abilities needed to help communicate and cut through people's exterior to find their unconscious minds to best create lasting and positive change in people's lives. So, please help me, the guy who went from selling his parents cigarettes <laughs> to the other kids at school... To now, a, world, a two times world record holder, and one of them being the fastest ever handshake induction hypnosis. So, guys, that means like the fastest ever in the world from meeting someone to shaking their hand and putting them to sleep. And now, a best selling author, my friend, Mr. Phil Hedges. What's up, brother? That is awesome. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. How, how fast was the handshake? To uh, sleep. 0.72 seconds. Fuck off. That's what we recorded it. Not yep. even a second? Not, not even a second. So, you meet someone, you just go, hi, I'm Phil. And yeah, there it was it was pretty much a, are you ready? We're doing this. <laughs> Boom. And like oh. it was to the point where we had to like had to slow it down and reframe it so we could get the exact the exact time from when the hands touched to when the hands stopped touching um on the footage to uh, then get the time. It was you, epic. I wonder how fast you could put me in on this episode. Ooh. Consciously or unconsciously? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll, I, we'll if, time. if I go really quiet in the episode, it's because Phil's done yeah. something across the table for me <laughs> and he's put me to sleep. <laughs> so, literally, guys, right before we kicked off this episode, uh, we're sitting here in the recording studio and Phil put one of our videographers to sleep, <laughs> scared the other one, <laughs> and, uh, and, and put me to sleep without saying a fucking word. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Intention. really, really, really cool shit. Okay, so before we get into this, uh, Phil, I got some uh, rapid fire questions so people can get to know you really quick. Right, okay? go. Okay, where did you grow up? I grew up in Stoll, Victoria. Cool. Where do you live now? I live in Toowoomba. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yeah, I've just moved there. True, that's a yeah, while it's, away. Yeah, it's good though. I love it. Uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, love a good taco. Yes. 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 Uh, if you could have any type, any type of superpower apart from being able to hypnotize people in zero point seven seconds, what would it be? Oh, tel- like teleportation. You're right. Yeah. Do you reckon that's possible in no. the quantum world and understanding all quantum physics? It's it is possible, just not in this realm. Right. Depending on what what plane you're on. However, we teleport our thoughts anyway because mm. we put our thoughts out to create things, so they're getting teleported out. Or, you know, we don't. I don't know. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. Yeah. Uh, what is your X factor? My X factor? Mm. Oh, my sparkly bits. <laughs> God, just personality plus. What can I say? 
<laughs> What's your what was your dream job as a kid? A photographer. I always wanted to grow up and be a photographer. Right. Maybe you guys you guys want a work experience, boy? Yeah, let's yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Come over. Where do you want me to move this? <laughs> Sleep. I did that. <laughs> That's right. It's the best like, Phil, you didn't take any photos again, so you didn't do your job. No, I did. That's right. You yeah, forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you guys must have deleted them. Yeah, we deleted them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So uh and who's someone that's inspired you? To get to where you are and why? Oh, Darren Brown. Oh, guys, if you don't know who Darren Brown is, get on it. He's he's the man. So he does a lot of stage stuff. Uh, he use he uses he creates tricks. Mm-hmm. It's not a trick. What I do is not a trick, but he creates tricks and mentalism using psychology, and then he uses a lot of hypnosis in his performances. Uh, yeah, if you get a chance, go online, check out Darren Brown. He's a UK guy. He's just the man. Are you saying Darren, Darren or D-E-R-R-E-N, are you a Kiwi? R-R-E-N, Darren. Like Darren? No, Darren, D-E. D- oh, I know who you're talking about. He was on, he had Netflix and shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he like, uh, he did the, he convinced someone to kill somebody. Yeah, the assassination, Stephen yes. Fry. And it was all, it was all staged and shit, it was all fake, but yeah, he literally got into someone's head so much yep. where he manipulated them, Yeah, I guess, like, Influence them to yep. actually kill somebody. Yeah. But it was all a setup and the guy uh, fell off like he was harnessed in and stuff. Yep. And uh, fucking insane. Yeah. Okay. Was it, was, that was all based. That's all based on hypnosis concepts. Is that hypnosis? From uh, Estabrooks, George Estabrooks. Because right. he worked with the CIA for about 10 years to create like those sleeper cells of as people who would assassinate people. So it, if, you, if you go online and look up MK Ultra, <laughs> that's where all of that started. In with the CIA and yeah, George Estabrooks. Wow, all right, dude. I want to get straight into this, man. Do it. How I want to get fast, not the not the boring bits, but I'm also curious as to how did you discover hypnosis and how did you how did you fall into doing it and just being the fucking one of the best in the world at it? (laughs) (laughs) Casually, yeah, just casually. Okay, so I'll start at the end and then go back to the start. Sure. The way I became really good at it was because I became obsessed with it and I realized the power it had. And then I set myself a goal so big I didn't think I could do it. So the whole creating a world record for me was like, oh, that's not possible. How do I make it possible? And I just reverse engineered it after that. Mm. I just went, okay, cool. So I went through a whole thing with like four or five different world record organizations because some wouldn't touch it because they go, there's no proof. Then others were like, ridiculously high standards and I liked that so I went with them and then I got a hope of money stolen off me from another like shell organization that said they were a world record organization and they took like two and a half thousand euro and then just disappeared um, yeah oh my God. so it was it was a journey but I got there and I did it so that that's how I did it um for me hypnosis saved my life uh I was in a place where well, I was a correctional officer and I went from being a martial arts instructor, the most amazing job ever, you know, teaching kids, influencing people, inspiring people, fitness, health, fun, to into corrections where it's dark, dank and just miserable. And so I gained a hype of weight. It was terrible. Uh, and in the same month, we found out my dad was terminally ill and my daughter was moving from Brisbane, where I was at the time, to Sydney. And so I was getting my like my, my heart ripped away from me. And I was literally to the point where I was just ready to walk into the ocean and not come back. I was a mess. And so I went and saw my sister who'd done like her uh, training in hypnosis and NLP. 
So I, I went over there, like, if you just help me lose some weight, I'll be happy again. And I went and worked with her three days. And like, after those three days, I didn't have any issues. None. Like, I could literally see clearer. Mm. And I was like, well, if I can do that and even get paid for doing that for people, that's like, that's where it's at. And from there, I just became obsessed and learned everything and just absorbed yeah, I love that because you said obsession. So and yeah. like you are like one of the best. You have what, you. two world records, right? Yeah. So that shows straight up that like a level of obsession. Mm. Like you're not just going to get to the best or achieve any <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. success by accident. No. Um, I want to understand. Explain for everybody and me. I've I've I am a master practitioner hypnotist as well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and I'm I'm learning more and more and more. Um, I'm so many people understand and and think. And I thought this as well until just a few months ago that hypnosis is just the, all the fun tricks and shits like mm. sleep and this and yeah. forget your name and, and, and all this, right? So, how does something like that help change your life in such a way that it did? Well, the thing people don't realize is one, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So, it's something you're doing to yourself. It's like if I give you the keys to my car and say, all right, jump in, let's go around the corner and you say, no, the car's not going to move. You have to want to drive it and want to move. So, there's, there's that part of it. However, all our programming is in the unconscious mind. So the part of the mind that we use to breathe, we use to blink, we use our heart rate and all those sort of things that we have, well, we feel we have no control over consciously because it's our unconscious that takes those sides over. So what hypnosis does is distract the conscious mind to place in suggestions into the unconscious. What's a suggestion? A suggestion. Well, it look like I'm getting serious now because I'm taking you my glasses do. off. I'm like, oh wow, okay, right. okay. What is <coughs> the suggestion? Well, <coughs> so for me that would be the therapy. And so let's say so you're. Am I safe to say like a suggestion would be like a new belief? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So or, you're, you're kind of putting it right into the subconscious. So now that they come back out, yeah. and they wouldn't really be conscious that they they wouldn't know that they know it. They just know it. No, that's that's that right. Well, yeah, hundred percent. So it's. It's changing even just a thought pattern. So the way I describe it for people really simply is I help change the way you think to change the way you act to change your life. So people then just like, I'll, I'll use smoking for an example. People will come to me, I'll put them in a trance, I'll maybe say a really interesting metaphor and a whole heap of stuff that makes no sense to them. And then they'll be like, I was awake and heard and everything. I'm like, cool, that's great. And they'll go home and then they'll realize, crap, it's been a couple of hours since I've had a smoke. I don't really feel like one. That's cool. all right, cool, whatever. And then a couple of days later, like, oh, I still haven't had a smoke. This is great. I don't even feel like I need to smoke and I don't want to. And then even the smell of cigarette now repulses me. And they can't consciously put their finger on why. It's just a new way of thinking for them. Hmm. That, that's that's so crazy to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, have you ever, and, and is it possible to put things into people's minds like that and then for them to be, try and consciously undo it and do you notice this? Like do people, yes. are, are we our own worst enemies? 100%. So the amount of times I've had people go, so I'll, I'll use, I'm going to go back to the smoking analogy for yep. an example. So I had a husband and wife come and see me and she's like, I'm here because I'm, my husband needs to quit smoking. I'm like, cool, that's great can you leave the room and can I talk to your husband? She's like, yeah, no worries. 
And so she left. And I'm like, so man, you want to you wanna quit smoking? He's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool. I'll we'll sit here. We'll have a chat for a few minutes and then you can go. Because unless it's something they want and they will commit to, it's, it's not going to work. It's mm. the same. He didn't want to take the keys to the car. So if someone's like a bit half-assed about things, like I kind of want it, but I kind of don't, I'll task them to see their level of commitment first. However, if they're not committed to wanting to change, they won't change, which is like everything because it comes down to a, a choice, a conscious choice to then let the unconscious take over. Mm. So I'd love to understand this more then. So yeah. how, how does on, on like an unconscious and conscious level and stuff, how, how are we creating these habits, these patterns, these behaviors, how are they created and how can we start to... Is there other ways? Because you, you're, oh, yeah. you're a freaking master of the brain anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there other ways to do this without hypnosis? Yes. So, um, I'm sure you've had some people on here talking about NLP. And NLP is another way to do that. It's, it's understanding linguistics and the way even you talk to yourself or talk to other people to then create things. So, everything we do comes from our past. So, let's say, for instance, I don't know, you're in primary school, you're a young age, and you told a girl, oh, you know, I, I, I like you. You're really nice. And she's like, oh, you're gross. And then runs off. At the time, you're like, well, you know, whatever, go away. But your unconscious mind goes, ooh, girls equal pain. Girls say mean things. Don't go around girls. And then what happens is your unconscious mind then goes, well, that's my decision. Where else can I gather evidence for that? So then the rest of your time you sit there and something happens with a girl and your unconscious mind goes oh girls do equal pain because that happened oh girls equal pain because that happened or whatever else now please reject that girls do not equal pain in any way shape or form this is just the area mm. i'm going into and explaining and the reason i'm saying that is because i don't want to create a negative belief system for anyone yeah so please reject that however then as an adult you're wondering why relationships keep failing for you because you've had this unconscious belief that you've created to protect yourself. So you're actually on this merry-go-round of shit trying to protect yourself from the thing that you created in the first place. So it's consistently playing around. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. <laughs> the, the mind's freaking crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, and just on that, you, you just say, you're like, reject that. I don't want to put in things, all right? Right. And we were talking about this before the show started. So I would love to dive into this. How, how can we... And obviously, we're only going to talk about ways to use language mm -hmm. and uh, what do we call it? Trans? What was Milton model? How, yeah, how Milton modeling. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I call it hypnotic yeah. language. Hypnotic language. Yeah, so, we'll so how can we kind of use some of these things to be more persuasive, more influential, uh, and to sort of get more of the things we want in a very ecological way? Okay. Yeah. Great. So, um, obviously, anyone who's done a lot of sales will know a lot of this stuff. And then they just don't know where it's based from. So like a simple thing as a double bind or a triple bind is initially hypnotic language because people feel like they're creating a choice when they're actually just choosing one of the choices they're given. And what would a double or a triple bind be? So great. So um, like after this, do you want to go out for a drink? And you go, oh, well, I'm not sure. Cool. Well, you can decide now. You can decide in 10 minutes or you can decide when we finish. 
So is so that a triple bind? That would be a triple bind. So is it kind of like you're you're giving clear directions on you are making a decision? Yes. There's no right. option not to make a decision, but I'm yeah. giving you the options of now in 10 minutes or later. Now, what I, was, yeah, what I was being nice with is not saying that you had to say yes. So I'll use my daughter for an example. Hey, darling, can you please clean your room? I either need you to do it now or you can do it once I've sat down. She goes, okay, I'll do it when you sit down. And then I sit down. She goes, okay, I'll go do it. So she thinks she's got the freedom of choice right. where it's two very clear options. And salespeople will do this all the time. Uh, should I call you at five or at seven? Mm. Oh, seven would be better. Okay, no worries. Those sort of things. Right. I'd love to unpack this more. What what other ones are there? Because when I started, because I've done like sales and stuff for years, mm -hmm. when I started learning about all hypnosis, I was like, oh, I do that. Yeah. And it just, it just happens because yep. uh, it's like, uh, like influential or whatever. But I'd love to kind of unpack this more so people listening to this could either take this and be more of an influential father, mm -hmm. a mother, a salesperson or negotiations and things like this. So there's so much language that we can be using because mm -hmm. our words is like our one. So what are some other ones and how do they actually work? Like how do they land on the brain and why do they work? Yeah, so they land on the brain because of the subtlety or they create enough vaguity. Vaguity? Is that a word? Vagueness. We'll create that. that yeah, vaguity. Vaguity. Patent pending. Trademark. Vaguity. <laughs> Hypnosis. Vaguity. Um, they create so much vagueness that consciously they go, I don't know. I better agree. And then that hits the unconscious mind and it goes, oh, well, it just makes sense. Even though it doesn't. So uh, taglines are really, really good for this. Um, how many times have you talked to someone and gone, that's a good idea. Hey. And they just, and, and if for those that can't see, I'm nodding when I say that. I'm like, that's a good idea. Hey, nine times out of 10 people go, yeah, it is. Even if they don't know what the idea is. I'm like, hey, do you want to get lunch? Yes. They go, yeah, I want to get lunch. Does that only work because they'd be watching your behavior as well? Or is it, is it a bit you of can, both? You can, it's, it's, it's a mixture of both because obviously with body language and things being open to that definitely helps. However, it's... You, over the phone, this works exactly the same over Skype or over just general conversation. It's the words that have the effect. Uh, like there's, there's just so many and mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to do it. And you can put in subtle things. So today I was listening to a speaker and he was talking about mindset around money. And there was an audience of about 40 to 50 people and he's very charismatic and he had something to sell at the end. And he kept saying, and so I'm thinking he's building rapport. And I'm like, I know what you're doing, you bugger. <laughs> How strange is that, you bugger? Anyway, he goes, you like me would think this is a great idea. You like me were once lost and stuck. You like me would think all these things. And I'm still going, what's he consistently saying to this audience? You like me. You like me. You like me. You like me. And everyone's Afterwards, like, oh, my God, did you see that guy? He was so good. I like him. Yeah, he's awesome. I'd love to meet him and have a chat. Like, yeah, because he sat there for 10 minutes telling you how much you like him. But it's all hidden within the conversation mm. itself. I'm like, wow. That's, yeah, it's, it's amazing the things you can start to do when you play with those. It's really freaking fascinating. And the more I'm learning about it, the more I, <laughs> yeah. I, I am seeing it. I'm like, huh. And what's really funny is it doesn't matter if you know about it, it still works. Correct. And it's probably good for people to be learning about this stuff because all salespeople do, do or good salespeople do stuff like this. Mm. Uh, and it's all just persuasive language. Yeah. 
Um, one of my other favorites is that I, I'm not saying you should buy my program. Yeah. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm not saying you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so what you've done there is I'm not saying you should do that. Yeah. Is it because what happens to the subconscious mind? How's that land on the brain? There? It's like something okay. cancels something. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. So we've got this, we've got this part now, unconscious mind. And again, I'm really vague with things because that's just how I am. And I, I, I don't necessarily have ADD, but if you look at that as a suggestion, I'm telling myself I have ADD, mm-hmm. and I, I just like big picture stuff. I don't get chucked down in the detail for things. I'm like, cool, that works. Do I need to know how? No, let's do it. Anyway, the unconscious mind won't process negatives. So think as a child, don't run with the scissors mm. or like you've got a small child. Don't drop that. What's the first thing they go? Oh God. And it drops. So when you start looking at language with things and how you describe it and how you talk to people, then it changes. So for my daughter or for any child, especially, and I did this without thinking was, oh, step carefully or not stop running around. How about we sit down quietly? Mm. I'm not saying you're being a pain, <laughs> you know, <I'm> joking. <laughs> but you know, you can use, you, it, if you just tweak your language with a suggestion, it will come through. Yeah. So it's been really, yeah, th- these are just massive tips on to be more persuasive. And mm. what other tips do you have? Because I, we did have, one of my other friends, Brian, on this show a while ago and he was talking about like his daughter, she's 11 years old, she's made mm-hmm. over $100,000. She makes like $100,000 a year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we? Um, that just reminds me, I need to send her a message and bring her on as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. She has like a clothing label. Uh, yeah. Hey, we- Brian who? Uh, has he got a beard and lives yes, in Bali? Yes, 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 yes. Um, Swan. Yeah, Swan. Yeah, I know the family. I yeah, know the Brian like, and Rhonda. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're amazing. They're the, the unstoppable family. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So, we used to hang out a lot back in Bali when I lived there. And um, so, he was talking about, because I asked him, I was like, how do you go about ra- like using what you know now and mm-hmm. raising a successful daughter? And he started talking a lot about this. And he's like, the brains don't process negatives and stuff. So, mm-hmm. in that whole realm, you being a father as well, mm-hmm. how can people start using this kind of language, using the subconscious brain to raise little legends yeah. to help them have a bit more success in life? Look, that's that's such a loaded question in so many ways. Okay, I'm not a like psychiatrist or anything like that. So any advice I give is my pure opinion, and I just want to make that very very clear before I go ahead and say anything. So people are like, why is he talking about that? <laughs> anyway, transparency, mm-hmm. openness, and transparency for me. So I will I will be brutal when it comes to the honesty with my child. And so if she's like, hey, dad, where do babies come from? I'm like, let's jump on YouTube and watch some birth, <laughs> you know, whatever else. And she's like, oh, okay. And we'll go through it. I'm not going to tell her a story. Would you not say to her, well, we could do that now. We could do it when you're 16. No, no, no. She, <laughs> she asked the question. She's interested. She has a amount of curiosity. I want to nurture that curiosity. I want to nurture that growth because what happens is, with children, they go through these stages of curiosity, of growth, of wanting to push boundaries and understand. And, you know, like what's the cliche we all heard? Go to school, go to uni, get a job, buy, get married, buy a house, die. Work until the day you yeah. die. Fuck that. Yeah. You know, for me, like, so she's like, oh, dad, I want to, oh, like she's into furries at the moment. 
So what's a furry? Okay. It's people that dress up in giant furry dog outfits and go hang out and do anime stuff. It's kind of like a cosplay thing, but a bit weirder. I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go buy masks and paint them up and go do craziness because it's it's an expression and we're not squishing expression. And for me, hypnosis is my expression, mm-hmm. being able to play with it and influence people and inspire people and entertain people and educate people is my form of expression. Yeah. So why would I ever want to squash someone else's expression? Yeah. And that's what I love. In it. That's why I was really excited to bring you on here. Like I said, before you started, mm. uh, it's not like you've made all these millions of dollars and stuff in this present moment when we're recording right now. No, not at all. But we're going to bring you back on when it's done, right? Correct. And, but I wanted to really kind of showcase that because this whole show is about living your dream life yeah and you do every single day what you fucking love doing 100 and and you're good at so i'd love to hear in in the in actually applying that and and actuating on that other than obsession what else came into the equation that's made you who you are and this book as well which we're going to talk about in a second but because there's obviously you've written a best-selling book (laughs) world fucking (laughs) record holder two times there's a, you've, you've achieved some epic shit there. Thank you. Um, pain. Pain took me there, like 100% pain. Uh, like I, I lost a mother when I was seven. I was a foster child all through my teenage years. And I was in the same environment around the same mindset. And I was, I was always a little bit different. Like the last time I saw my foster family was when someone passed. And I had to go down there. The first thing they did was tell me how gay I was because I was wearing chinos. I love chinos. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> and because they were fitted, they weren't baggy. All my pants are fitted. Yeah, same. And so you can understand from going to that such a narrow mindset, yeah. just wanting growth. And I always had this fantasy or this thought that I've got more to give there's there's more purpose for what i do and i didn't know what it was and i i tried so many different things i I tried opening my own martial arts center i tried creating a investment property business i tried i I sold solar i did every commission job you could ever think of because i'm going to become this big influential person in all these different things and i always lost drive for it and it just it never it never felt right. Some of them even felt like you were slightly selling your soul. Mm. And then that one thing that just resonated and once I found it and even I didn't know it was that thing at the time, I was like, this just really interests me. And the more I dived into it, the more I resonated, the more I, I did it, the more I fell in love with it and the more passion grew from it. And it's just like that's that's just the thing now. There's not a day where I don't eat, sleep, breathe, talk, play, consider create when it comes around this beautiful thing of hypnosis do you think it's because the first things you were just talking about you tried them Mm. do you think that had when you when you started doing hypnosis was there a huge difference in between did you try to learn hypnosis or were you like i'm going all the way in with this yeah yeah that's right and and the commitment level to that yeah it was massive what what made you change that like because there's so many people i was talking to somebody this morning actually and and they were like um I was actually being interviewed on another show and they said, well, other people, they've already tried this, I've tried that, I've tried that. I'm like, well, it's because they just keep trying. trying. That's the thing. So, how can you go from trying things to actually doing? 
Oh, look, it's, it's... What's the difference in attitude? Well, when you try, you don't really care if you do it. You don't really care if it works. You might say you do, but it, look at your perception. I will try. What does Yoda say? Do or do not. There is no try. He says it a lot better than that, <laughs> but that's what he says. Do or do not. There is no try. And once I made that commitment to me, and I think that was probably the biggest thing is like, no, I, I want to learn this. I want this. I'm going to have this. And it was a really big decision. And you can imagine coming from a really blue collar industry going, I'm going to be great at hypnosis mm. where these people have worked 10, 5, 10, 20 years in the same job thinking you're insane or that you've joined a cult or, you know, you're now doing the devil's work yeah. or whatever, which, which all has been told, asked from me. And it's just because their, their minds are so narrow to things. And that's okay because they're happy doing what they do. However, for me, it was like, no, there's more. There's so much more out there. And the experiences I've had, the opportunities I've had just from realizing doing my own thing and finding other people who are doing their own thing, it just expands like like universes, literally. Let's talk about your book. Okay. Tell me about it. Okay. So it is called... The 100 Days of Facebook Live Challenge, a foolproof guide to building an authentic social media audience using video marketing. So that came about because I hated Facebook Lives. Cool. So I started doing a heap of Facebook Lives for a while and then I got offered to help someone else do some Facebook Lives. I went, geez, that's really interesting. And I realized the more I did them, the more contact I got from people and the more actual clients I sold. So... I was like, wow, in the industry we're in, in personal development and coaching and hypnosis in all those side of things, people can make money from doing that. However, what's like the biggest thing people are scared of? Like public speaking. And Facebook Lives are now like the new form of public speaking. You get your own stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the amount of coaches or therapists or entrepreneurs that are like, I'm not getting on there because I've got to get it scripted and I've got to talk it and I've got to do it. And I was just like, you know what? And also for me, like writing a book has always been on my list of things I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm illiterate. Like I put a post up the other day. I, I literally don't know or I struggle to get the difference of two, two and two sometimes. <laughs> and people look at it and go, like you spelt damn D-A-M-E. That's dame. Or like. <laughs> Is that how you spell it? Yeah. <laughs> how do you spell it? Uh, I'm the same as you. And, and here's the thing. Like I thought. And this is a really embarrassing one. I thought postpone was postpone mm -hmm. for the last 34 years. It wasn't until someone's like, it's, it's postpone. I'm like, oh, I thought it was like postpone because you know how you push hold on the phone and people can hold people? That's what I thought it was. Like, no. So for me, I was like, you know what? If I'm as illiterate as I am and I'm okay with it because I own it and I'm, I'm working on it, like I'm doing like Grammarly and I'm improving my self if i can put out a book hopefully that inspires other people to put out a book and if i've got something that i can throw together and do that again if if i can do it anyone can do it and that's literally the beta test for the next two books that are coming out mm. and they're gonna change the world yes yeah. can we hear about them yet or no i 
Can we hear about them now or in uh, look? I can tell now. you. I can tell you the names, except you, like you might want to bleep one of them. Uh, like, this isn't live, right? No. Okay, I'll spell it out. So, okay, let's. Oh wait, is it swear words? Well, we swear on. The okay, show. cool. All right. Okay. So, the, the, so the, <laughs> the the newest one coming out, the one coming out by the end of the year, is fix your shit. Yep. And the other one is how to be a cunt. <laughs> Okay, so the reason is that is it's going to be an anagram. So it'll be like right. a conscious, unified network of transcendence or something right. along those lines. But, you know, people are going to be there looking at yeah. it going, how to be a what? What? And yeah. it's going to trigger so many people. Yeah. So I'm really looking I like forward to it. that. <laughs> I like it. Hey, we'll have to bring you back on. We'll talk about that yeah. in the, the title of the episode, how yeah. to be a C-U-N-T yeah. or like dots in between. Yeah. So I'll have like the C-U-N-T system. Mm-hmm. And that's how people can then take steps to transform their lives for the better. That's freaking it's epic, be man. great. Um, one thing that I, I wanted to actually ask you on the space of hypnosis yeah, and man. human behavior and stuff. Um, one thing you're amazing as eye patterns. Yes. How do people give away what they're actually like? Because you can, you can read people and what, what they're actually mm. thinking by looking at their eye patterns. So, how do eye patterns give away what people are actually thinking? So, depending on where people place their eyesight depends on what they're accessing. So, for instance, if they're accessing a form of like self-talk, they'll go to a certain direction. If they're accessing a old memory or creating a memory, they'll go to a certain thing. So, if you look at uh, like negotiators, like actual like CIA, police, FBI, ASIO, whatever, negotiators will pick up on this. And negotiators are actually trained really, really well in this because if we're talking and I say, oh, what were you doing on Friday night? And you go... Oh, I was, I was at the shops with a mate. Yeah. Like, okay, you've looked up to that side. You're actually creating an image. You're not recalling an image. So they're lying. So there is a potential lie there. Yeah. The problem is if they believe their lie, yeah, <laughs> that's where it might go to a different direction. So there's like, I, I work off four. I work off uh, recreating. Well, sorry, grabbing. So yeah, recall, construct self-talk and where the emotion is so feeling so they're the they're the man or kinesthetic there's a lot of people put it so i work off those four um there's a couple of others but those four are the strong ones for me and so when i'm even working with a client i'll be like okay so what happened here and they'll be like oh i did this I'm like cool whose voice did you hear when you said that and they're like oh it was the, it's my dad telling me i wasn't good enough oh really and they're like yeah and then they're looking down like wow how does that make you feel yeah then they're touching on the emotion they'll be like Oh, it makes me. I'm like, okay, no, don't, don't worry about the time it happened. Come back down and let's look at the feeling of when so it happened. So their top left is them trying to think of the time it happened, trying to remember yeah. the visual. Yeah. And if they're looking down to the right, they're trying to remember. Well, they're thinking of the feeling, the kinesthetic side. Potentially, it depends on the person. So you have to ask gauging questions first. Right. So like, I might be like, oh, cool. What was the first car you had? And they're like, oh, it was this. I'm like, okay, cool. That's where their recall is. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you tell me what your, you know, what's the pet you've always wanted but never had? And I go, oh, maybe like I'd love a dragon. I go, oh, okay, so there's where they recreate. That's where their creation is. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then so you ask these questions and a couple of different ones to then get a gauge. Yeah. And then you play with them. It's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting stuff, man, because like we, we can't hold anything. Like our body tells the answers. Like an I'm obsessed with reading yep. body language patterns and all that mm-hmm. is there anything that people do with their body when they're maybe lying 
And I know nothing's certain, but like it's, yeah. you, you look it, for ways to get information. It does right? depend on the individual. And right. this, is, this is the big thing. So if you've got a baseline, that's the important thing is to get a baseline for people. Because if you don't have the baseline, some people, if they're lying, will go close up and like legs will cross, arms will cross. And they'll be like, no, that's not true. That doesn't happen. Yeah. If people are aware of it, they might go, no, nah, that's not true. And they're <laughs> trying to like actually show you how open they are. Like, no, I'm openly lying. So it depends on where they are first. But look at shoulders. People will tense up a lot and they don't realize it. Fidgeting is another big one. If they're not a fidgeter and they're fidgeting, then you're like, okay, this is interesting. Or if they're a fidgeter and they're like, dead still you're like oh yeah something's, something's going on here yeah and then tuition like gut instinct like we automatically pick up on things we just don't realize what they are a lot of the time so you, you have you ever met someone going oh it just didn't quite yeah. feel right it's because they're giving off some sort of signal whether it be verbal whether it be a physical signal that you're unconsciously picking up on because we're all just giant transmitters and then you're going oh okay i don't know what it is yet Mm-hmm. yeah yeah dude um this has been really freaking epic um <laughs> should we do something can you fuck with me on the show can i so, so people can with you on the can show. you put me to sleep should we do this <laughs> we can can you put me to sleep from where you are right now across the table without yeah. having to move i can i can all right so That's okay, we can do that. So how about <laughs> and we'll count this. How how about I put you to sleep with a glass? Okay, however you like. And when when should we start the counter of how long it's gonna take? I don't know. Well, we can we can start. So so you're gonna put me to sleep with the with glass. glass. Okay. okay. So all I want you to do, I'm just gonna move this around here a little bit. Yeah. This is really fun. So it's interesting because this is actually the complete opposite way I do that because you're looking down, not looking up. Because mm-hmm. when you look up, you access imagination. But you've got an imagination, that's that's fine. Has it started? I don't know. Yes, it has. But if you look here on the glass, you can see like the top of the glass. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you look through it, you see here, you see how your eyesight changes, like from here to like here. Mm-hmm. You can see how that changes your eyesight. And you see the thing is with eyesight, eyesight fixation and change creates hypnosis, which is really, really cool. So I want you just to focus here and then focus here. And then close your eyes and open them. And then focus here and focus here. And close your eyes and open them. Focus here and focus here and then close your eyes and open them. And then focus here and focus here and close your eyes and open them. And then focus here. That's right. And just allow your eyes to close. Here. Close your eyes. That's right. Sleep. All the way down, floating, drifting, sinking, deeper and deeper and deeper. That's right. All the way down, staying glued to your chair, just being happy, healthy, terrific, just floating, drifting, sinking, deeper and deeper and deeper. Good. That's right. That's right. All the way down. And just with every breath you take in, you just feel more and more relaxed, more calm, more safe, more secure, just feeling good, great, excellent, fantastic. That's right. And just knowing that when you wake up, you may not remember my name. You might know who I am, but you may not just remember my name and it just doesn't want to come back. It's just, it's there, but you don't know what it is. It's gone. It's like you're just trying to reach for it and it's just not there. And that's fine because it's, it's good to feel good. And the more you try to remember it, the more you can't remember. It's like when you're looking for something and you don't know where it is and you can't remember what you remember when you don't remember what you remember. And that's okay. Just like that. Three, two, one, by the way. <laughs> it's that simple. It's great, isn't it? It's so much fun. 
<laughs> I want I want to call you Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure though, dude. Greg, <laughs> like, dude, yeah. <laughs> Your that, fucking name is. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if I grab this cup, uh-huh. you'll remember who I am. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> is it Philip? I know it's Phil now, yeah. but why do I keep thinking James? Philip James. I don't know. Is that weird. something? Anything? No. George is my middle name. George. Yeah. I don't know. Greg works too. <laughs> sure. I've been called other things. Your new name now is Greg. I am Greg. You heard it right here, Greg. Yeah. Oh, mate, this has been fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> where can everybody find you, follow you, buy your book? Okay, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Phil Hedges Hypnotist, or just Phil Hedges, like that's my private one, and I love having people on there. But Phil Hedges Hypnotist, if you look at that, you'll find me, and my book is available on Amazon. Just type in my name, Phil Hedges. Love it, or Greg. You. Or Greg, yeah. <laughs> love it, dude. Greg. Last question to wrap this up. Yes. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Do what makes you happy. Don't be the same as everyone else. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story and make sure you tag me for that shout-out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.